0: Probably, probably the worst day of my life. Wow! It was, uh, yeah, it was, it was sad, man. Like, because um, we were six to six to eight months into trading um, at Happy Ending, and it was doing well. And I'd sort of split my time with I'd would, I'd would do a lunch shift or uh, dinner, or vice versa. I'd go to the truck, um, and uh, you know, there was a bit more structure at on the truck we we had a manager we had a lot of guys that were there for for a long time so we had a pretty good team and um that day yeah pretty much I was uh did a lunch shift that happy ending burger I went home it was just gonna sort of you know I don't know, have normal, a shower just day. yeah and then I was gonna head back to um to dinner service on the truck and like I literally pulled up in the driveway and I got a phone call from the guy at the time that was driving. Uh, so we used to keep the, the food truck somewhere else. It used to be parked, and then we used to drive it to the spot. The location, yeah. Um, and, yeah, man, like, I just got a phone call, and, you know, the, the truck's on fire, the truck's on fire. It took me a what sort of wow. while to, like, you know, you sort of, at that moment, you're going, how bad is it? <laughs> yeah. how, how, you know, how, like, it, have I still... So, yeah. yeah. So, and again, I've never experienced anything like that. You know what I mean? Like, I, um, basically, I, I rushed over to where it was. Um, I called my wife. Said, look, you know, this is what's happened in the most sort of, you know, don't panic. Let's just get there and see what's going on. Uh, I got there. The road was blocked off. Um, you know, they, they, they put out the fire. There was police everywhere. Uh, the driver was shaken up. Um, and, yeah, man, I just, oh, man, I just... I just broke down, like I just cried, like I had, I had a couple of guys, the, the staff that had heard about it that came over, and yeah, people just couldn't believe it, people were just like, oh, like, oh, it was really bad.
1: Welcome to A Table for Two, inspiring and educational interviews and stories with the best operators, owners, and entrepreneurs in business and the hospitality industry. My name is Phil Halani, and on today's episode, we chat to G. Osgood owner of the famous Mr G burger truck. After finishing school and working in a few different industries, G knew he wanted to stay in hospitality and open his own business. After a trip to the States, he was inspired by the amazing burger scene that was happening there at the time and knew he could deliver a similar product back home. With a limited budget, he knew building a food truck was his best option. And in 2014, Mr G food truck was born. It didn't take long for his reputation to grow as the king of burgers, Within a few months, he had lines 100 metres down the road. A few years later, he opened his first brick-and-mortar store called Happy Ending, a fried chicken and burger shop. G was ready to grow his burger empire, but in 2018, everything changed. He received a phone call saying his food truck was on fire. Everything he had worked so hard to build was gone. G describes it as the worst period of his life. It didn't take long for G to think outside the box. He started collaborating with cafes around Sydney, including Percy Plunkett which was a massive success. It showed him, even though the food truck was destroyed, the brand was as strong as ever. The future of Mr G's is very exciting and I'm grateful G took the time to tell us about his journey and his future plans. A quick shout out to our good friends at Procow Dairies and Sonoma Bacon Co. And of course, MD Provodores, who are passionate about supporting small businesses, the hospitality industry, and also this podcast. I started the interview by asking G how he got his start in the industry.
0: So, G, how did you get your start in hospitality? Um, I got my start in hospitality. It was really accidentally. Like, um, I was in my mid twenties, and um, I was out. I was out of work uh, at the time. I had a. I scored a job in a kitchen, in Surrey Hills. And yeah, man, just accidentally, I was just you know working different kitchens, and yeah, I think I just found my my passion just for food and just creativity and and just you know so so at, when, when you say you started in your 20s what were you doing pretty
1: much from from you know a teenager to to your 20s when you started as a chef oh heaps
0: heaps of jobs man Different yeah jobs? yeah I was in real estate I was in real estate sales um were you good my, yeah <laughs> yeah kind of I worked in um Glebe uh, I worked in uh, Five Dock at one stage. Um, yeah, man, I was just out. I was just, you know, I was I was out of work, and um, I just didn't really know what to do. I, I worked in a cafe, I worked in some restaurants, and I just liked it, you know. I never really had any like formal training, or, or you know, I'm not a qualified chef. But yeah, I just I just found um, I don't know, like just you know, serving food and just the whole hospitality industry just really like, like it, it just intrigued me, you know, yeah. So there was
1: nothing you studied that got you ready
0: for hospitality? No, no not really, no. Did you Were you good at school? Yeah, yeah, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> bit of a troublemaker? A <laughs> little bit of a troublemaker, yeah, a little bit of a troublemaker, but I think, um, I don't know, man, I think just, just, just the school system, uh, whether it just failed me or like, I don't know, it just wasn't, you know, I just, I found it really hard in, in high school just to, you know, uh, stay focused and pay attention and, you know, so automatically I was labelled, you know, lazy and, yeah. you know, whatever, yeah.
1: So, so many people I've interviewed on the podcast, mm-hmm. G, they, they talk about, mm-hmm. um, you know, school wasn't their thing, they were mm-hmm. always loud and naughty, That's which right. might have made them as a troublemaker to the teacher, yeah. but really yeah. they just, yeah. school wasn't for them.
0: Well, school doesn't really, like, I don't know, it doesn't really teach you, like, entrepreneurship, so, you know, um, or sort of, you know, managing money or, you know, just business, really, so... Yeah. But at the time, I was just confused. I was just a confused kid. And um, like I said, you know, once you you can't sort of focus and keep up, you're sort of labelled, you know, lazy and, you know, not good at school. So, yeah, it was was discouraging. But, yeah, I think I just, you know, outside of, like, once I finished school when I was working and um, I think I just, yeah, like I said, accidentally just found, like, my passion. But it was just hospitality gave me that creativity to sort of, you know, Create whether it was like a menu, a new concept, or you know, um, and just the service side of things as well. You know, yeah. yeah. So,
1: so when was it? You said you in your twenties you started working in kitchens. Mm-hmm. When was it when you're like, all right, I got to do my own thing? This before, like, obviously you started Mr. G as your first mm-hmm. business, but mm-hmm. when when was it that you go, I'm, I'm ready to do my own thing?
0: I think like uh, when when certain jobs gave me responsibility. Um, I think I just realized that I just like the responsibility of you know like um like running a kitchen running like you know the the books and uh the whole sort of management side of things and yeah I just it just made sense that I like I you know I, I really wanted to be self-employed and really do something for myself and um it just all happened accidentally man really like it just you know pretty amazing accident. yeah yeah <laughs> just this I don't know just realizations that like you know I can do this and you know um and um, you know, I was into this idea of maybe opening up a cafe, or you know, whatever I wanted to do. I wanted it to be original. I just wanted it to be really like heavily focused on service, and um, yeah, and just like a theme. So, all right. So yep. you so you're working in the kitchen. Yeah. You're la- can you tell us the journey from your last job to
1: to you starting Mr. G's?
0: Yeah. Um Basically, I, uh, my, the last job I had allowed me a bit of free time in, um, uh, in the kitchen to sort of experiment, and um, at the time, uh, I was travelling as well, so, you know, seeing things overseas and coming back, I was really interested in, like, American cuisine, and, and um, um, fast casuals really in uh, around that time, so I thought, you know, maybe like a little... So sort of takeaway shop um, and I loved burgers so it, it all just made sense you know and so obviously back then mm-hmm. um did you visit America
1: before you came and you started Mr G's? Yeah, 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 yeah. So yep. while you're in America, mm-hmm. you see this – back then the craze was pretty pretty massive.
0: It was, yeah. And I think, like, I didn't realise then, but in America the whole sort of – there was always food trucks, but the food tr- – it was like a – it was a bit of a, like a food truck craze, a bit of a movement happening there. So when I was in L.A., especially L.A. and and um, in New York as well, and um, – and just yeah, just really thinking like we don't really get a good burger back at home. So, um, I mean, we've got like the big bigger chains, obviously, but um, there wasn't really like no one really sort of doing that proper sort of American yeah. American burger that I was that I had there. And um, you know, whether it was, the the small diners or the or the bigger chains or the food trucks, yeah, it just it was it was pretty amazing. And I was like, man, you know, we'll probably do this back at home, you know? That's awesome. Yeah. So you, you get back home? Yep.
1: And you're like, you're inspired now to do your own thing. Yes. What was, what was, what made you go food truck opposed to brick and mortar? Store? Well,
0: money, you know, I was in my, I was in my mid twenties and I was uh, sort of broke. I had a bit of savings um, and basically, yeah, like I just, but like I could have opened up a brick and mortar business, but the, also um, the cost and uh, also just the idea of just working in a food truck. Um, I, I thought that was a bit sort of different um, at the time. And uh, it, it would have sort of given me freedom to move around maybe, uh, which didn't happen. We sort of stayed put in, in one address when we finally did open. But, um, yeah, it was just, I like, just the whole look of it and just, you know, the challenge as well. Like, it was, a, it's a small kitchen, but I've worked in small kitchens before. So, um, yeah, it was just, you know, the simplicity of, like, you know, having, having a small space... Uh, being mobile, um, and yeah. So you come back in 2014.
1: Yep. Or sorry, you opened Mr. G's in 2014. What was the offering like from a food truck point of view and also from a um, burger point of view in 2014?
0: When we first opened? yeah. Like, what we were you serving? No, what was the competition like? Like, what was there anything out there, like food trucks? Was there... Okay, so, yeah, like, I wanted to do I, I wanted to do comfort food, okay? So I was sort of thinking more sort of like, like American cuisine, fried chicken, burgers, but I, I sort of simplified it and said, look, you know, I love burgers. Um, at the time, I was creating, like, different sort of burgers in, in the kitchen, um, dealing with different suppliers, trying to find... Like a, a brioche bun at the time, which would, didn't really exist back then. Yeah. yeah. So um, at the time there was like there was guys like Mary's, uh, Chur Burger. So um, obviously that was on my radar because it's, I, I wanted to do something like that. So a lot of people were sort of going, "Oh, you got to check out Cher, You got to check out uh, Mary's." Um, and yeah, like I remember going to Cher for the first time in Surrey Hills. And I was just blown away. I was yeah. like, "Man, this is exactly exactly what I want to do." Um, so uh, and mary's as well but um i i think i did it a little bit different you know um again there wasn't uh when you think of a food truck there wasn't really a scene yeah. at the time um uh, but again i you know whether it's just fate or accident like there was the council at the time, City of Sydney, was um, they had sort of like a little project where they were they were doing sort of um, approvals and giving out permits for for food trucks to trade. So we jumped on board. You know, we um, we had to put a, a proper business plan together, um, show them our concept and what we want to do and how we want to do it. And it was it was a full on like uh, approval. Like we we got approved. Like said, like yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but at the time, yeah, there wasn't any, like, food trucks, uh, uh sorry, a, a food truck serving burgers, um, I don't know if I was the first burger truck in Sydney, I'm, I'm not too sure. I
1: do, do you think you, along with the boys, like, mm. Navy Bakery, do you
0: guys think mm-hmm. you influenced, the industry in
1: Australia for food trucks. Yeah, you?
0: definitely, definitely. Yeah, yeah. I think they they would have opened maybe just a, b- a bit before me. Around the same time. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but, yeah, just that, um, just that energy and that sort of, um, I don't know, I don't know what the word is, like just a... Uh, just that energy when you come up and and and, and um, at dine at a food truck, you know, it, it's, it's 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 got this sort of excitement to it, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely, yeah, yeah. Did it? Did Did everyone think you were crazy? Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> because it was um, the concept was I was serving one burger a week, uh, a burger a side and and a drink, and they people were like, oh, that's not very sustainable, you know. Mm-hmm. How's that gonna work? And um, it was mainly uh, night time, so it was just night trade. Um, yeah, there was just, you know, where are you gonna, where are you gonna put this truck? How are you gonna do so? I was originally gonna travel, gonna move the truck around, but um, yeah, we we found that address uh, locally, and we thought, okay, let's, give it a go. let's just park it here, get on social media, um, just advertise, market. And, and see what happens, <laughs> basically. Well, so, so talk to me about the yeah. journey
1: of, of Mr. G's f- food truck. Um, had it, Like, you obviously, you buy a truck, you've, d- you've done the council work, you buy a truck. Talk to me about the highs
0: and lows of, of going through opening your first business. Uh, yeah, like the, the initial investment of, of building a, a food truck, it was just all my savings, really. Uh, Is that scary? Yeah, yeah. Like, it was, it was risky. Um, again, he, you've got this idea that you haven't really trialled out. There's nothing else to compare it to. Mm. Um, I think nowadays, like to open a, a burger joint, it's I wouldn't say it's fairly easy, but you've got a lot of like sort of case studies, like myself or any you know 100%. anyone else. Yeah. So um, it was it was hard. It was very new. It was a very sort of new sort of concept. Um, American style burgers out of a, out of a food truck. So um yeah there's a, there was definitely sort of second guessing myself at times um but i was determined man like like i said i always wanted to be self-employed and i thought this was my chance, so i was very passionate about it so i thought it has to work like you know i i don't know if i had a plan b or but yeah like i was about I just, to ask yeah. <laughs> was, was there any like do we sell the truck if it doesn't work out yeah or?
1: yeah you didn't think about yeah, nah, not really, yeah. no, no, no. And can you tell me about the opening day? Like when, so you opened yep. Mr. G's. Mm. What was the first day like? Yeah. And then after that, when was the moment where you thought, "Hey, hold up, we got something really special here."
0: I think when we, so we, I, I, I thought, I, I saw the the importance of social media before I even opened. So we had an account on Instagram, on Facebook, and um, basically we were. When I think of it now, we we. Were, pretty much documenting the journey uh, before we even open which I think it's very special I, I, I think any sort of business you know um, new business should be doing that you know I, I think understand. that's really interesting because we had people when once we did open we had people going oh you know I used to follow your account and I didn't know what it was about I don't know if it was like this you know like when you guys are gonna open yeah. um, so I, I thought I think that is, is very important um, so we did that we built the truck, We had this this concept ready. We had the product ready. We had the menu ready, and we opened. And um, the first week or two was just a lot of the locals, a lot of family and friends coming through, and which made me think like, man, like these, (laughs) then like it's not sustainable. Yeah, mum and dad aren't going to come like, (laughs) (laughs) and uncle (laughs) and you know what I mean. So, um, and yeah, it was scary because it was like after a couple of weeks, it was just sort of. yeah, it, was, it wasn't that busy. I think, uh, say, about a, a month, a month and a half into trading is when it just really, like, you know, I, in that time I didn't realise what people were talking about us. Yeah, wow. I'm talking about how good the burgers are and how, you know, it's interesting this is food truck, you know, parked in, in, in this space. And, um, yeah, I think, uh, I knew I was on something different, but I think it's just, I didn't know how big it, it was going to be. And then um, yeah, one week we just opened up, Phil, and it was very busy. <laughs> That's Great. So your first location yeah. was in Burwood. Yeah, yeah. It Burwood. was uh, it was in a in a uh, it was a it was a car wash, slash uh, mechanic like workshop. Yeah. And um, at night it was um, just empty, basically. Um, Were you paying rent? Yeah, yeah. I, I met the I did some research, met the landlord, um, offered him a bit of money. It was sort of like a hand handshake deal. You know, I didn't have any like, business background or anything like that. It was just sort of, you know, whatever I knew then and whatever made sense. Um, I had a product, I had a brand, and I was just like, man, I just need a space, you know, and, and we so, hope. So you go from um, Burwood to Panama Road. That was your really yeah, nice yeah. resident so, location. So we got in trouble with the council for <laughs> where we were because it was near a residential, it's a long story. And basically, with our permit, it didn't allow us, and there was a couple of loopholes with what we were doing. What we could have, what we what we did at Paramount Road, um, so that was more ideal to what we could do uh, okay. with the truck. So I met them randomly as well, and um, again the same sort of deal. So we set up shop there um, at three fifteen Paramount Road, Haberfield and um yeah we just you know i was scared again i was like man like people are coming and now they're not going to know where i am it's a whole and new shot really it's like a new shot right dude like the first night we opened it was just like just see the, the support like the support of people that were like you know like yeah it just gave me that sort of look wherever you're going to go we're going to be there you know and this was about three months into into us being open yeah the Parramatta road location was that a better
1: location in Burwood?
0: I think so, yeah. I think it was bigger. It it was sort of uh, much more uh, 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 parking. And and I think, uh, again, at the time, I didn't really realise, but sort of the exposure being on Paramount Road. For a long time, people would drive past and and they knew us as there's that that food truck that has a line out the door. We don't really know what's going on. But it it seems busy, you know. So definitely there was that exposure.
1: And I guess that's a good lesson mm. for anyone wanting to start a food truck or start a business is if it doesn't work, you just got to adapt and shift and, and change locations. Or, Definitely, yeah. You know, change your menu, whatever it is, mm. but just don't give up. if No, if don't location. give up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So obviously um, the burger truck in 2014, mm-hmm. you opened the burger truck in 2014. Um, you then opened another uh, brick-and-mortar store, Happy Ending, in 2017. Yep, yep. What made you open another store with a different name why, okay. why wouldn't you leverage off the, off the Mr G name um,
0: at the time I just didn't think Mr G was ready to be sort of uh, to, to expand on it or to you know um, and also I, I just didn't have a clear vision of what it could be if there was multiple stores would it be a food truck would it be a brick and mortar um, and yeah just a success and, and, and people you know it was, a, it was a destination people would travel all over Sydney to, to come to, to the food truck so, I thought, you know, while, while we can sort of keep that going, um, at the same time, um, I did have some sort of like other ideas and doing um, like another sort of project. So, that's where Happy Ending was born. And um, it was just sort of this brick and mortar uh, style sort of shop. Uh, fried chicken, uh, burgers—just uh, an uh, extension of what we yeah. what we weren't doing on, on on the truck at the time. If you
1: had your time again, would you call it still call it happy ending? Or
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> what a name. Yeah, <laughs> well that's what everyone sort of yeah it's catchy. That's what you yeah, know. Yeah. And everyone, I always get the same question like why why are you calling it why did you call it happy ending? And I'm like because it's 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 a it's a happy ending. <laughs> it's a happy you know it's that's you know. Finish today, come have a burger, and you're happy. Yeah. Were you also worried maybe
1: <laughs> that the brand, you were worried if it didn't work, the brand Mr. G's would have been
0: damaged a little bit?
1: In what way? Like, what? for example, you open, you know, Mr. G Burger Truck is killing it, and then you open a brick-and-mortar store and it doesn't do well. Were you worried about that kind of clashing or not?
0: Yeah, kind of. Like, um, I. it was more sort of like, is this going to make sense to people? Yeah. Uh, but also, like, it was, it was just, just a very creative time, I think, and um, I just had a lot of different ideas, and the sort of uh, positivity from opening the first business, it just gave me that push to like, you know. And um, we found this shop, and it was good rent. It was um, in in the suburbs, and um, yeah. And Concord didn't really have that sort of, you know, uh, like a, a shop just specialising in. So fried chicken and burgers. So it made sense at the time. Yeah. It's still doing very well, you know. Awesome. Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, you're offering a great product, yeah. great service, yeah. so yeah. it makes sense. So, yeah. so in on that, in 2018, things are going great. The truck is busier than ever. Happy Ending Shop has been receiving great feedback. It's yep. busy. Then in early July, your truck catches fire due yep. to a gas leak. Thankfully, no one was hurt. But can you tell us about that moment and the days that followed, how you were feeling, and what were you, what was your thought process?
0: Uh, the... Uh, uh probably probably the worst day of my life wow it was uh yeah it was it was sad man like because um, we were six to six to eight months into trading um, at happy ending and it was doing well and I'd sort of split my time with I'd would, I would do a lunch shift or uh dinner or vice versa I'd go to the truck um, and uh you know there was a bit more structure at on the truck we we had a manager we had a lot of guys that were there for for a long time so we had a pretty good team and um that day yeah pretty much i was uh did a lunch shift that happy ending burger i went home it was just gonna sort of you know i don't know, have normal, a shower normal just day. yeah and then i was gonna head back to um to dinner service on the truck and like i literally pulled up in the driveway and i got a phone call from the guy at the time that was driving uh, so we used to keep the the food truck somewhere else it used to be parked, and then we used to drive it to the spot the location yeah. Um, and yeah, man, like I just got a phone call, and you know the the trucks on fire, the trucks on fire it took me a what sort of wow. while to like you know you're sort of at that moment you're going, how bad is it <laughs> yeah. how how you know how like it, have I still so, yeah. yeah. So and again, I've never experienced anything like that. You know what I mean? Like I, um, basically, I, I rushed over to where it was. Um, I called my wife, said, "Look, you know, this is what's happened." In the most sort of, you know, don't panic. Let's just get there and see what's going on. Uh, I got there. The road was blocked off. Um, you know, they, they they put out the fire. There was police everywhere. Uh, the driver was shaken up um and yeah man i just oh man i just i just broke down like i just cried like i had, I had a couple of the guys the the staff that had heard about it that came over and yeah people just couldn't believe it people were just like oh like know, really bad. yeah yeah but i mean that that moment mm-hmm. and, and we
1: obviously all followed your journey so yeah, yeah. We, we we knew mm-hmm. we could feel that emotion coming through your socials and your posts and stuff but it didn't take you long to think outside the box, or for the truck outside the truck for that matter. Um, you started doing pop ups mm-hmm. um, and residencies in other restaurants, cafes. Yeah. Our venue, Percy's, was one of them. Mm-hmm. Was that something you thought of, or was it just something you had? Um, did you want to do that, or was there so many people reaching out trying to support you?
0: Yeah, I, I think. Well, the day it happened, I was just uh, like a mess. I was just, I just couldn't believe. Like we, it literally burnt down to the ground. We didn't have a a food truck anymore which meant we just didn't have like like where were we gonna like we couldn't open we c- yeah. we couldn't trade um and then it just took me like a day or two to really just sort of you know I don't know like I was just upset and and then but at the same time I was like man I've got to pick up the ball and like just really like keep moving like I don't know I didn't know how I was gonna do it but yeah um so yeah this I'd like sort of the first thing that I thought about was like okay, maybe if I can just find a space, we can just sort of, you know, do a temporary event until I can sort of sort things out. And, yeah, people were reaching out to me. A lot of people were like, you know, so the idea developed. to uh, Okay, let's just do some pop-ups and just, you know, um, so we can still be available to people, yeah. which obviously everyone supported. Um, and why wouldn't they? Yeah, and a lot of people like yourself in the industry that were kind enough to sort of, you know, uh, you know, open the, their kitchen and sort of, Basically, come do whatever you want, you know. And um, yeah, so uh, we we decided to do these pop-ups, uh, which were which were pretty successful. Um, did one in Penrith, obviously at uh, Percy Plunkett. Was and that your favourite pop-up? Yes, working <laughs> with viewers. Yeah, but um, it was look, you know, at the time it was just uh, it was it was good, like it was fun. But at the same time, I was suffering a lot too, like you know. Once um like I don't know man, it was just I had to deal with a lot of like sort of mentally like things, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So it was it wasn't easy, but again, like it's a business, you know, like I had it's that responsibility that you have to keep delivering, I guess. And yeah. so,
1: so what was it when you said, you know, you're dealing with the mental stuff, was it the fact that, you know, this business that you built from the you know from ground up, you 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 set it up. It was killing it. Was it the mental struggles through that, or was it other things? Uh,
0: Phil, it was yeah. It was just the, the questions in my head, man. Like, is this over? Like, is this? How am I going to rebuild this business? It was insured. You know, we were depending on this sort of insurance money to come back. We had lost the spot, the lease for where we used to trade um and yeah just those like it's just uh it's just that negativity that you know like like I was trying to be positive and I think I I, I, I think I did a good job you know yeah. at the time but but it was hard man it was just you know second guessing things like did, did you reach out to
1: like obviously mm, you know as business owner and mm, as men we usually mm, try to hide our emotions yeah, and our feelings yeah did you speak to anyone did you reach out to anyone when you're going through that or was that yeah
0: something? yeah I, I think I had a lot of like people around me that were you know that was sort of positive and and you know um, I remember having this one conversation with someone and I was like it was just a just a really bad day and like we were continuing the pop-ups and, and and at the time but I was just having this conversation I was just I was just being negative man I was just like man it's over and the brand and yeah. and um, he said he said man like just snap out of it really like he goes you've got a solid brand like your brand like your brand is still your brand your product is yeah. still your product no matter what happens, you know, like you can't just sort of not give up, but sort of just be thinking like it's over. Yeah. You know, but it was hard, man. It was Na- hard. It's
1: natural to think the th- those thoughts you were going through, right? Yeah, so, yeah. so I guess one thing I noticed, G, because obviously through that process of of us doing the pop up together, yeah. and over the last well, it's been probably two years now. Yes. What's been amazing is seeing the growth. Um, obviously, I consider you a mentor, but I've Thank seen you. the growth for you from going from doing pop-ups to thinking, all right, let's open more locations. Mm -hmm. What was the journey
0: like for you business-wise? How did it help you learn and grow? Yeah, I think everything just happens for a reason. I think I've learned a lot from, I know it sounds like cliche, but like I I, I really have, man. And like almost like sometimes I think, did I have to go through that in a way? Mm. Sort of, did I have to lose something in order to gain uh, other things and uh just the way sort of just the way um like just my thinking and you know um but even something simple like you know like working with you seeing how you you know like the 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 time that we spent you know and and seeing your team and seeing um how you guys operate and um you know meeting you even like you know and just just your personality and um I'm, yeah. one, I'm I'm the negative part of the journey. Yeah, no, right? <laughs> no, 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 no. The, the positive, the positive. Thank you, man. I mean, um, like little things like that, and and there was definitely a lot, a lot of lessons, and um, and just maybe I don't know, just maybe, uh, just realize some things and realize how good the brand is as well. Yeah. Because with those pop-ups, a lot of people supported it. A lot of people like the feedback. When are you guys reopening, when are you guys coming back, we love, we love it, we love it, we love it, we love it. And, and it just made me realize, wow, like you know, like. This is important. This is, you know, and and like a little setback like this shouldn't, you know. Um, So, yeah, it really changed my vision. And I think um, a lot of what happened then has sort of resulted in what's happening now. Yeah, I want to talk about that because I think it's definitely been a big part. Like like you
1: said, you had to lose something to kind of understand, you know, what what you wanted to do. But that that one post you posted on... um, on, on instagram okay. when, we, when we did the pop-up uh-huh. i was looking the other day There was 540 comments yeah. when you said you're coming to penrith wow i mean this is Penrith. this is an hour away yeah. from where your pop-up was yeah. and people were going nuts for it yeah yeah and it just shows you again that brand that you built yes and how yes. powerful it was yeah. so yeah. Yeah. Uh, t- talk to me you know that that the journey of of um you've lost you've lost you essentially what how did it help you as a businessman Going through what you went through, like you went from a really like you went from a real expert in burgers yep. to to a businessman. I feel like that journey really kind of defined, kind of yes. set you up for where you're at yeah.
0: now. Well, what I said um, just before when we were talking about the first location, where I said it was a handshake deal. Mm-hmm. To versus now, um, like I'm sitting with you know uh, landlords and, landlord. and, and 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 you know negotiating sort of. Um, deals <laughs> to you. You know, so and the and you think that would've happened if the truck didn't burn down? Um maybe that I don't yeah, maybe that has a bit to do with it. Mm. But um it's just yeah, I, I think I've just grown. I think I've just matured and I've just I've learnt a lot in a very short period of time. Um and I've gone from this kid that had an idea that um gave it a shot. It did well. It did extremely well. Um, and then lost everything and then sort of came back mm. and I think, yeah, there's, there was definitely like a lot of lessons, um, uh, during that whole, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. Well, so you, the, the burger truck comes back mm-hmm. and this was 2019. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah you went from obviously you know you were known for one burger one one style of fries one style of shake then you really just become a full menu
0: yeah what what was was the reason for that well we realised that if like we're known for the the truffle burger that we do which we were the first sort of burger joint to do a truffle burger Um, and we realised that you had to wait like four three or four weeks to to um, have the truffle burger because it was like a rotating one burger a week sort of concept so um and which worked at the time because it was like hype around that like oh when is it coming back when is it coming back and uh but we realized there was people that were just coming just to have that truffle burger so it didn't make sense after a while to do it once every month yeah yeah so why not make it just available and that's, it was simple as that so we we got all the uh, all the signature burgers put it on one menu um we still have that sort of um uh, you know that that rotating burger, um, so like the fourth or fifth burger at the moment, sort of changes. Or okay. It's like a special so offering, that special, yeah. but yeah, giving yeah. them a full more Yeah, yeah. But the signatures are on yeah. there, so it's always available now. Yeah. Um, we've got two locations at the moment. So one is in uh, North Strathfield, and um, also the uh, the burger truck in the original location. So we're back. The same uh, to, to the same location, and for now that's what is working, and and um, we've got sort of uh, ideas and and sort of plans to expand a little bit. We've got yeah. a little little sort of expansion plan. And in that expansion, <laughs> yeah. is there another pop up at Percy? Plain? There, there, <laughs> there could be, there could be. Well, you, know, you know, I was going to throw like, that one out. But Penrith is yeah, there's a, there's a huge like like you said when we made that post, it was yeah. I think we're, um, we're pretty popular. <laughs> yeah. I think we're pretty, like, sort of known. But the brand, it's just a brand, man. It's just a brand and it's a product and it's our story, yeah. you know. Like, a lot of people sort of relate and connect. And I am sort of the face of the business. So, uh, there's a story behind it, you know. And, and also, you know, for the, the up, the downs and, and you know, the yeah. lows of, of, of what we went through as well.
1: I, I love the fact that, um, going back to the menu, how – even though it was a cool concept, one burger at a time, you knew that as an experience, you weren't really given that full experience because people were, were missing out on their favourite burger three weeks in a row because they were waiting for that truffle burger on the fourth yeah. week. So yeah. the fact that you looked at that and said, well, let's give the, cust- let's, let's give the guest or the customer what they want.
0: Because we're all about what people want. And that's like, and, um, we're always sort of listening to what our customers want we've got some cool ideas and our ideas are always cool and the product is always good but it's always, you know, I think that's very important yeah. um, and finding out ways to receive that feedback from customers. Because yeah. that was, yeah, that was like, the person that was my realization. I was like, man, are people are waiting four weeks to have this burger. I'd meet people where they'd, they'd say, I only like this burger that you do. So every time you serve that, I'm there, no matter yeah. what. And I was like, man, I can't, like, this person, if they want to come everywhere, wherever they do come every week, like, it should just be available every week. Yeah. And the idea at the time was good, like, that sort of concept of one burger and um, I think it, it made things, um, uh, kept things interesting and it kept people coming back to try different things. So, are they only serving this? Or it's like, when even the way you're sort of... Um, you're just the way you're ordering because it's only one product so it's like oh it must be good it's yeah, it's yeah. just one thing that they're focusing on so that was just the idea um that's cool man before yeah and did you have this
1: is one of my biggest fears and you know obviously I think most business owners have these fears but did you feel like
0: ever fear that people would stop showing up definitely yeah especially um uh when we were doing the pop-ups but even before that like when we first opened um like, my dad would come visit and, you know, he'd be like, oh, you're doing well. And I'd go, Dad, but I'm always, like, thinking every week people aren't going to, sh- like, yeah. show up or, like, I don't know. Like, it's it's a weird – it's weird that you ask that, yeah. yeah. Like, it, yeah, I I did have that sort of – when is this sort of um, – uh, it's all – like, sometimes it's, like, in the, the day and age that we're living in with social media and all that, It's I think it's sort of – you're always worried, are you, like – are you still relevant? Are you yeah. still you know? Um, but um, I, I mean, if you're you know, if you're priced well, if you've got a good product, and you know, I think if you've got a, a good culture, you know, people support it. People, you know, like um, yeah.
1: I love that. Yeah, and, and that yeah. was one of my questions of how you're staying relevant. Mm. And I think you kind of answered that with, yeah. you know, you created a bigger menu, you offer a good product, mm. your brand's very cool. Mm. So I think you've, you've been able to stay relevant by doing that. But that fear of, of no one showing up, I think most operators that Care will have that fear everywhere. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Um, so from from obviously, you know, the truck's back and running, you got the truck, you have your residency at um, North Stratfield, yep. you have Happy Ending, you decide to open an espresso bar in Asheville Station. Very different to what you're
0: used to. Yep. What was the reason, direction for that? Um, I like coffee. <laughs> no. no um, as much free coffee as possible. Uh, right? Yeah. Uh, no, I just, um, we, uh, so that's an actual, uh, it's the old, uh, it's the ex-ticket uh, office where once upon a time you could buy tickets before um, Opal cards. Yeah, no, uh, Yeah. <laughs> And um, basically, yeah, they were they were for lease, and there was a, we put in a tender. Um, we got Ashfield, and um, again, it's just local for us, and we thought it'd be a cool idea. Just to, you know, it's a sandwich slash uh, espresso. You know, just quick quick coffees, and yeah, um, I don't know, just something different. Uh, uh, my wife's a bit more involved with that. Um, but yeah, really cool little shop. Um, I mean, we opened right in the middle of you know this sort of uh, the the pandemic. So we opened in February, February March. So we've been struggling with it a little bit, but um, like every day, it's it's getting better and better. And um, yeah, I think it's cool little shop, man. Yeah. Yeah, we'll t- we'll
1: talk a little bit more about um, about COVID and yep. that stuff a bit further down. But I think I think you guys have been able to. If anyone's going to make it work during the pandemic, it's going to be you guys. So I guess it's a matter of just adapting and shifting. Yep. um, You spoke about your wife, Kat. Tell us about the role she's played in the success of your business.
0: Well, Kat, when I first met her, was working in a kitchen. She's a qualified chef. And she left the industry when our relationship started getting a bit more serious and her idea was, well, I don't want to work these hours. Wow. <laughs> that uh, you know, you know how hospitality hours are. Yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, that was her that was the decision that she made. And she, you know, she got a nine to five job at the time. Um, she we did were, that for you. Yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah. 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 And um, and then yeah, that was her idea. But then it's weird that sort of we came <laughs> came back into it. Yeah. But if you're so, doing it together, it's different, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. She, she loves, you know, she loves what we're doing. She's very much involved. Um, She plays a a different sort of role to, you know, to to what I do with the business. So, and I really think that she sort of fills in the gaps where, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's hard, man. It's hard, like, um, it's hard, you know, being married and uh, being in uh, in business together as well. But but the business to us is such a personal thing. It's such a... Like it's just what we live and breathe, really. You know, like we're really, you know, we're we're really born, yeah. f- you know, to do this. You know, it's, a, and it's an it's,
1: integration of business yeah, and marriage. Bro, it's
0: not a, it's not a, it's not an easy industry. Yeah. Like it's, a, it really is a, it's an industry. It's like you got to really love it. Like you really, or or you're crazy. <laughs> so, 100%, 100%. You know what I mean? Like, but it, it, there's something. There's some sort of satisfaction. there's something that you know. And the money is not always like "Wow, um, but there's something else there's something else, whether it's the just the you know the the, the service that we provide uh, the satisfaction in that or it's a it's a tough industry bro, yeah. so being married, having your you know um, we're both involved heavily in the business it, it it's it's hard and doing it's, it with a child as well and and yeah, yeah, so um Finding that balance, yeah. so we're most of our like not arguments, but sort of comments, like you know, arguments of disagreements, <laughs> yeah, like uh, you know, uh, well, all, we, all we do is talk about the business and whatever, but then it's like that's what it is, right? Like, I can't imagine, you know, I think that's a big part of our relationship, yeah. you know. So, yeah, man, it's it's there's it's it's rewarding, it's it's good, it's good to. Know that your wife has your back, and, yeah. and yeah. that's that's what I love. Like yeah. you
1: know, that relationship to be successful. So many people that I've met that are successful have a very supportive partner. Obviously, your wife's involved with the business, but it's so amazing to watch you guys work together. You know, obviously, I could see that firsthand at Percy's, and, yes. and the fact that you yeah. guys work together so well. Yeah. Yep. Um, you know, very focused. It's it's very inspiring, man. So I think I think you guys are a great example of it, it can happen and it can work. You know, yeah, so, definitely. Um, what, what, who, who would you say? is the biggest inspiration to you in the food industry? Is there a certain person or a business
0: for you that really inspires you? Oh, you are, bro. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like I said, when we met, like, it, it was it was interesting to see a little bit of, of you know, how you sort of uh, run your business. And um, that, that, that's what was interesting about the pop-ups. Like, when... Because obviously, once you're sort of in someone else's space and, you know, you meet their team and you... Yeah, um... I'm not just saying that. Thank like, you, yeah, bro. that means a lot of you. Because um, yeah, like even like talking about Kat, um, we had so many comments like, oh, Phil is great and <laughs> come on. <laughs> he does this, this, is he about, does this that. Is about you, bro. It's <laughs> not about me. <laughs> but um, yeah, bro, like um inspiration. I mean, look, anyone that's sort of just um anyone that's just in this industry, that's been in this industry for a long time, because it is tough, man. It really is tough. And it, it looks cool from the outside. It looks yeah. like we're all having fun. We, we are. We are. Um, like like I said before, it, it is very rewarding. Um, but you have to be a, a, a special type of person, I think, yeah. to really... So anyone that sort of... Anyone that has a story that, you know, or, or, or has been in it for a long time, um, just inspires me, bro. Like, and you can... It's it's interesting to meet new people and and you, and you get that sort of inspiration from people, yeah. yeah. And anyone that's doing new and different things, anyone that's thinking outside the the box. Yeah. I don't like people well, just you know, copying and, and Man, you need like that's what the that's what the scene the uh, that's what the scene needs. It needs originality. It needs cool joints. It needs like you know, um, people really pushing you know and and creating like sort of different sort of ideas and yeah. No, I love that man, yep. and thank you for your kind words, brother. No, it's, um, yep. I'll edit that out because I'm nervous. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: can you? Um, we spoke a little bit about obviously the mental health you went through through you know the, the truck yep. burning down. Yep. Or have you have you struggled? I mean, outside of those, those moments, have you struggled personally during the industry? And if you have, how have you dealt with it? Um, outside of those moments that we spoke about.
0: Yeah, like um, again, it's just just uh, the you know the the common things like where where w- in what direction are we going? Are, are we still relevant? Um, you know, always constantly thinking: Are we delivering the same product? Because you know, like where we pride ourselves of you know just always being consistent, and so it's always these sort of questions, you know, and and figuring out ways to. Um, Find out how we can get that feedback, and yeah, but that you know that's it's it's stressful, it's stressful. Yeah. But I think yeah, just losing the business, that was tough. That was yeah. tough. Um, and uh, yeah, I uh, I still sort of deal with that. You know, I have I have sort of uh, some, some yeah some moments, yeah. And it's um, you know, and uh, you got to just be careful not to sort of get burnt out, really. You know, yeah. yeah. It's very hard. It is, it off. is. Yeah, it is. And um you can fall into that trap of sort of, yeah, just yeah, exactly. Like not being uh, not being able to switch off. Yeah. Because you wear so many hats man when running like any sort of, you know, restaurant, or whatever, or any other industry where you're you're self employed and you're the you're the owner, you wear a lot of hats, man. You you have to answer to people, you have to deal with so many things. Um so it's important to build, I think, sort of build a good team with that. And sort of um, get as many good people to have involved balance. yeah, and like-minded people, people that are hungry. And I think that's the sort of where I'm at at the moment, because or just gets it becomes too much, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: No, it's a good answer, man. And and I think you know, kind of, I guess we can talk about corona, and there's a big part of. Corona affecting coronavirus affecting yep. our mental health and and the lows that we had during that period. But what I loved about UG was yep. during during that period, you, you know, you went on social media, you posted your number, yep. you told people to give you a call. Why
0: did you do that? Because I just I don't know because I felt lonely, Mur. I, 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 I felt lonely. I felt like you know I wasn't given the right sort of information. I felt at the time I didn't know what. Like I, we we were literally um, in a position where we didn't know what was going to happen next week. That's 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 crazy, right? Yeah. For a small business to not know if we were going to be able to open next week, so everyone I'm talking to is sort of in the same boat. Everyone's stressing. Um, I had a I had a couple of people message me or call me, um, just checking in, like what's you know, like because everyone wants to know, you know, like like I said, it was a lack of information, um, and yeah, I just thought like. Uh, you know, I, I went online. I was, it was genuine, man. It was just like, just call me. This is my number. If you're feeling like it's not the end of the world, we can all just sort of talk. Let's, let's just talk. Let's just see, you know, like how we, – we spoke. 100%. Yeah, yeah, I think you called me or I called you. We spoke, and it was just a simple conversation. How are you going? What are you thinking? How, you, how do you feel? What's your, what's your plan? Because, like I said, it was a, like there was, a, there was a moment there where we didn't know what was going to happen next week. We had to have a meeting with the team. I said, I want everyone not to stress out. Everyone's still got a job. Not letting go of anyone. We're not going to cut anyone's pay or do anything fucking stupid like that. You weren't uh, overreact. No, 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 no. And I, you know, like I didn't want to be, you know, someone that sort of takes advantage of that or fucking cheats someone out of, you know, like. But uh, it was very important to keep everyone employed um, and for us to just stay open. But then we had, you know, like, we didn't you know, like, were we just gonna go delivery, or were we just gonna, you know, and and just sort of weighing that up, like, how's that gonna really affect sales? And yeah. and uh, there's unfortunately a lot of businesses closed down, like, you know, and um, it was just a, uh, it was, yeah, it was a, it was tough, man, yeah. and and we still don't know, like, we still don't know, we're still yeah. a bit unknown, yeah, right? it's it's a vulnerable sort of, yeah. So um, at the time, man, yeah, we just, you know, that's or well, this whole year, we've just put our head down. and. Just kept working, just and just stayed open, and 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 you know, it was hard. The restrictions. What do we do? How do we do this? You know,
1: business is hard enough at, at the best of times. Let yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And,
0: and one thing you did post, one of the things you
1: posted. Sorry, was like we're staying open because people need that comfort food. I love that, and that definitely. And, and you thought that was
0: very important. Definitely. to keep, keep that morale up. Definitely, yeah, yeah. And I think um, we might have done like we did okay, like because. Like I said, we like we weren't seating anyone. We did takeaway, and we just yeah just stayed available. And you know, and man, like some of those things I saw, like uh, uh, like this, I'm talking about like April May, like um, like a Friday night, like you know, a couple or or, mind you, everywhere's closed. You can't go to a bar. You can't go to you can't have a drink somewhere, and you just see people, uh, you know, dressed um, like on a on a date night or whatever, and you know they'd come to uh, the truck or at or like Concorde and you know they'd, they'd have a that they'd, they'd get takeaway they'd eat on on the the, the cars um, the, the hood and and that was their night out and like oh, yeah. there was something special about that there yeah. was something I don't know like it kind of brought you back to why you started like yeah yeah that's cool yeah yeah and there was, um, there was it was it was definitely it was it was satisfying to sort of think that you know I, I think we're doing something you know I think we're we're doing something. That There is some... There's positivity in this, you yeah. know, at a time where there was a lot of negativity, you yeah. know? Yeah, I, th- I think that
1: showed... That whole period showed the kind of person you are, G. Mm-hmm. Reaching out to other operators, mm-hmm. wanting to stay open for the for your customers, the loyal customers, the things that got you happy there, talking about the guests that... You know, seeing them eat on the, on the bonnet, you know, yeah. that's, yeah, that's yeah, special, man. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what do you think um, the
0: industry will look like post-COVID? Let's just say in a year's time. Oh, um... I think uh, we're thinking. Uh, we're looking at delivery. We're looking at sort of um, how do we manage delivery in 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 our stores. Um, we're looking at sort of different. So when we do open up a store, we're looking at um, seating and 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 space because that's what happened. I think one of the restrictions was sort of you know indoor seating and versus outdoor seating. Yeah. Um, so things like that and. Um, and uh, the CBD has been really affected, so I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what the future holds for a lot of those, you know. And you see a lot of these, you know, people investing, you know, whether it's half a million or whatever on these cafes um, uh, in the CBD in where in, in the business district and, you know, they what happened to them? You know, everyone had to work uh, from home. So, um, you know, definitely sort of... Um, you know different areas of Sydney and, and where you know where 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 are you going to open your business How how's the space going to look like yeah. you know and and um, to have that sort of backup plan I guess or you know if something like this happens again
1: yeah well that, and that's a fear like you and, and it's good that you said that you're looking at things like bigger venues inside yeah, yeah, yeah. bigger space and because we don't know like another virus might come out and, and, and cause all these issues Correct, so yep. um let's you know moving on with you know starting to wrap things up what's what's next for you can you tell us um is there anything in the pi- pipeline um more more stores more trucks mm-hmm. um
0: pop-ups what what, what mm-hmm. direction are you heading in um our focus is on on mr g and um basically making it more available to people um when i say more available like with the, the menu change um uh, sort of uh, the seating structure if you are dining in with us, and just a future look like what what is the message going to look like or uh, what sort of look is it going to have you know three or four or five stores later. So um, I think the the plan at the moment is um, not to do any more food trucks. So the idea of um, the food truck at, at Haberfield is the um, is um, that's the original spot that's the original location so. It has, a, it has a, sort of a nostalgic sort of feel to it. People, you know, um, in the area that want to sort of come and dine with us at the food truck, um, I think. But the the future is more brick and mortar, uh, uh, similar to what we're doing at North Strathfield. And, um, and you know, like any other business, we want to grow and we want to be everywhere. But at the same time, we want to do it right. Yeah. So this whole year and um, coming into next year, I think it's just uh, really... Tining up our systems and and really um, just really looking into what we what we are doing um, so we're ready you know whether it's the third store or the fourth store or whatever.
1: Who's helping you with systems structures branding? Is that something you've learnt from experience, or is it? Are you have you guys brought people on to help you?
0: Yeah, I think um, with uh, just with experience, I think with you know um, uh, I'm 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 always sort of online looking at different technology, looking at sort of you know. Um, I I never want to sort of sacrifice by changing anything with my product, but there's always uh, better ways to work in the kitchen. There's always um, obviously better sort of technology and um, yeah, just adapting to that. I think that's very important just to adapt and, you know, we look at our wait time, which we were notorious for like, you know, you know, um, a huge line out the door and, and um, people uh, waiting for their order and are just really being very busy. So, We look at wait time, we look at sort of efficiency. Um, That's what we've been working on and, um, you know, just branding. I'm I'm working with a marketing guy. Um, So, um, really, I think, like, just digging deep into who we are. Like, after, like, we've been doing this for, like, six years. Who are we? Like, you know, why do, like, if you still come to, uh, if you still enjoy a burger from us, why do you still enjoy a burger from us? And, um, you know, looking at what the competition is doing, you know. What, what, um, and just, yeah, I think just our identity, like really working out who we are and, and what we want to become or what the next 10 years is, you know. So, um, and, and we want to be here for a long time, Phil, you know. Like we want to, um, we just want to be that business that like, you know, you, you, um, you used to come to us when you were in, you know, in, when you used to go, to uni and and now you're sort of uh you bring your kids to us we um you know because we're all about that culture we're always um our brand is always welcoming like we don't we don't sort of serve a certain sort of clientele like everyone's welcome you know everyone's welcome to enjoy so it's just yeah digging deep into like who we are and what we're you know and and what the i think yeah the next 10 years and yeah and um you know whether it is franchising, do we want to get into, you know, we're looking into that and um, yeah, it's interesting bro, it's really exciting, cool. yeah, yeah. And it's, it's amazing, amazing time. yeah,
1: it's amazing to see that journey because, yeah. you know, it really started from a food truck, to see that journey is really cool. Um, if I, if you had to say, this, what's one thing that
0: you have achieved that you're most proud of? Could you, have been down to one thing? Um, just, just creating jobs man, like just, Like, looking at staff and going, wow, like, what I've created, this idea that I had once upon a time, uh, we brought to life, now we're employing people, we're giving them sort of these opportunities, um, and that's always amazing, you know? It's always amazing that, like, you know, that sort of idea, and and it just comes alive, and I think that I find that really interesting about, like, business and, and hospitality, um, I love that. Yeah, and yeah, no, I love that. Man. Mm-hmm. And, and and
1: creating that, I, I think sometimes for me, I look at when we're sitting in the business, and you see your staff working so hard for yep, you, yep. and you're like, you know, like these guys are working from their heart, as if it's yep. their own business. And I think mm-hmm. creating those opportunities for them to work, and mm-hmm. and you're being part of their growth and development, which yeah. is so special. Yep, so, yep, yep, yep.
0: Um
1: you know, you've done both. If you started again, food trucks versus brick, brick and mortar store. If you had to start again. 2014. What would you do?
0: Um, I wouldn't change anything, man. I'd, I'd still, I'll still do a food truck. I think, like, if I was to go back, um, but it's, it's very hard, man. It's, it, it's, it's very challenging, and um, that's probably the reason why we don't uh, really want to go in that direction. Uh, if we, if we, if we are to expand with Mister G, um, and uh, yeah, I think there's a, there's a diff like. People like that experience, and and, and and we're still doing that, but, um, uh, you know, having a brick-and-mortar space is, is very sort of... Um, the way to go. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think so, yeah. Yeah, it's amazing. I love that,
1: like, the food truck is... Is what you say you'll never change, but at the mm. same time you've you've grown past that. It's not grown past it, but
0: it's it's a big part of our, our identity. Obviously, okay. that that's how we start. I think a lot of the um, the early sort of yeah, just the recognition and what we were doing, and um, again, just our identity is that. I think that could we, we can't like that will never go away. So that's why it's very important to always have that that location. Just keep the food truck going. Um, but yeah, just a, just a freedom, just space. I think in a in a in a brick and mortar, yeah, which we can see at North Strathfield, doing very well. You know, and um, sometimes even busier than the food truck. That's crazy. You bet so, you never imagine that. right? No, no, no. And like we're in a, a North Strathfield versus Haberfield. It's a radius of like it's that's on the ten uh, k's. So oh, yeah. we still have a different clientele going there. We have a different clientele go, coming to the food truck. So um, yeah, so we just want to make it more available. That's awesome. So, um, we're working on, we're working on that at the moment.
1: That's really cool. And what's, what's advice for someone starting out? It doesn't have to be food truck. It doesn't have to be Brick and mortar. but someone wanting to get into hospitality, what advice would you give them?
0: I think, um, just be original, just be original, um, trusting yourself and give it a go. I mean, we, we live in a great country that like, we have so many opportunities, um, and, um, you know we're we're still a young country, so there's always room for for new ideas. Whether it is like a res- in you know if you're in the restaurant game or or any other industry, I think um, you know if you've got a good idea, do your research. You know, um, do your research, be passionate about it, and just give it a go. Yeah, well, so I think it's going to happen, right? Oh, you'll learn. Oh, man, if you make some mistakes, good. You learn, you learn as you go, and you know, yeah. um, as long as you don't give up, I think. I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, what's one thing, at
1: least one thing you want people to say about your venue after they've visited? I
0: love Mr. G's. <laughs> <laughs> I just want, man, I just want, like I said, I just want everyone to come. I just want everyone to feel welcome. Yeah. Um, dude, we get people coming in there sort of PJs, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, you know, like that's what we mean when everyone is welcome. Yeah. And, um, yeah, we just want them to be happy, we just want them to be satisfied and you know um and just um, and just happy about you know their their purchase their their sort of experience and um you know, we just want to be that go to burger joint you know yeah. um and there's a lot of other good burger joints out there, um but I think we offer something a bit different, a, a thing a bit a bit special, so um yeah.
1: No, it's very cool. And you do offer you do offer that experience. You are right. Sometimes mm. lining up, yeah. if it's at the truck or at Concord, you see people in suits coming from work or you, see, you do see people in the pajamas, which, yep. is, which is beautiful. And yep. you like yep. I said, everyone's welcome. Yep. So yep. Um, you've, you've spoken a little bit about social media and the role it's played yes. in your business. Back then it was quite social
0: media was blowing up. Is there still the same relevance with social media? Do you think it's just as important? Yes and no. Um, we still think like doing uh, regular sort of photo shoots and and sort of uh, finding different ways to sort of present our products and using the plat- platforms like Instagram or sort of video content. We feel, we still think that's important um, and it is um, just to you know stay relevant, just to be on those platforms. Um, it's definitely uh, obviously it's a way of um, advertising, yeah. um, but at the same time. Sometimes businesses fall in the trap of like you're doing that really well, but then you're sort of ignoring what's happening in house. Yeah, and even even us, like you know, like we make mistakes as well. So I think for the past the past year, I've sort of been thinking about that a lot. And again, with um, with the with the guy that that helps us out with. Um, Marketing—that's a lot of the conversations that we're having. So we're looking in-house. What's really ha- like? What's happening when, when someone comes to one of our locations, from the minute they park the car to the minute they order, uh, they're seated or takeaway. Like, what, what, what's that journey like? So we're really focused on what's really happening in-house, because um, it's easy to sort of forget that you're sort of focused on social media, you're focused on all this advertising, but. If you're not sort of like it looks good, but if you're not sort of delivering, yeah, yeah, I think that's really yeah. important. Yeah,
1: I think sometimes people are upset when they
0: on Instagram it looks amazing. They walk into the store and they're like, "What's going on?" Like, well, businesses now have two realities. Exactly, that's what it is. Yeah. So it's yeah. that there's the social media. So it, it looks nice. It is all this information, and you're connecting with your customers, and and you're providing them the information. Of this is what we 're doing this is what we 're doing this is how we 're doing it this is when it 's open, um, but at the same time we can 't ignore if that guy or girl comes in what 's the outcome what are we yeah. doing in house whether it's is our product consistently always the same product the service um, the feel of the pa- the place so I think yeah sometimes you can fall into a trap with sort of being really overly focused on your Instagram account yeah. and sort of ignoring what's happening in-house.
1: Yeah, I love that you've kind of reversed it. you are focused on what's inside and that will take care of the social media yeah. really on the outside. Yeah, so definitely. That's really cool. Uh, G, like along with social media comes, you know, expectation and people leave reviews. Um, I've checked your platforms and majority of your reviews are very positive, very, you know, five-star, four-star. How do you deal with the negative side of
0: things? Negatives. The negatives are there's still there's still positivity in that, Phil. There's still like because you've got this person voicing their opinion of something that's sort of happened while they were dining, and if it's negative, that's obviously something that we need to look into. Um, so, also if there's a pattern, you know, like if there's a pattern, like if someone's um, if someone's Coming into your cafe and he, and they they're constantly complaining about the temperature of the coffee. I'm just let's just say yeah. for example, um, and there's like already free reviews talking about the same issue. There's definitely an issue about the temperature uh-huh. of yeah. of the coffee. So we need to start talking about what's what's going on. So like whenever whenever we do get that sort of stuff, we we sort of share that with the staff. Uh, we share that with management. We talk about those things and. I think mean, that's what's important about having a good team and yeah. having that communication. But man, I'm all for it. Like I mean, like you know, these are paying customers, yeah. so their opinions count. Um, and I'm not going to pull any sort of stunt going online and sort of uh, talking shit back yeah. to to people. That, these are these are my paying customers. These are people that have they've probably been once or maybe been ten times, whatever the case they haven't had a good experience whether it's the food whether it was the service so you know um, you know just a simple sort of reply back to sort of really work out yeah. the issue so I'm very hands on with that whether it's me or Kat I'm very hands on with that's that Excellent. What, a, what an amazing way to look at how to deal with things like that because essentially it's allowing you to get better you have to feel but yeah. that's the, like I said before we're looking for ways to get feedback mm. like whether it's so you've right now we've got Google reviews maybe a comment or two on 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 instagram or facebook or a dm or i don't know like what else what other platform where you can leave you got obviously um tripadvisor yeah yeah, those, but yeah yeah but like you know that's that could there could be one issue where one person has voiced their opinion and 10 other people haven't said anything and that could be a major issue that could be really yeah. bad for your business yeah. so we we encourage that we love that you know and we try not to get <laughs> the negative sort of, you know, obviously, obviously every business wants positive, positive, po- positive things of positive feedback, but it, that's just the reality, you know, and as long as you know how to manage that and you learn from that and, and when we all move forward, you know, yeah, I love that. And, and I agree. I think, I think you can
1: see patterns, you can see, you can learn from that because a lot of people that don't want to say anything bad cause they don't want to hurt your feelings. So I, I love the way you look at the way you deal with reviews and, yeah. um, all this
0: burger talk's got to be a bit hungry, so I want to know what's what's the secret to a great burger? secret to a great burger starts with, I think, the the patty, having the right cuts of uh, meat, but also the way it's cooked as yeah. well. Um, we do, like, a sort of a uh, – not really a smash burger. Um, we hand-press our, our patties. Um, yeah, just season well, just, you know um, – Flip properly. I know it, it it might look simple, but you know, there there's a there's a there's technique in what we do. Um but I think it just starts with a really good patty, you know, if we're talking about beef like a like a beef burger. Um a really good bun to hold everything together and then like everything else is up to your imagination, really nice. how create how creative you can get. But I think just even nailing a, a simple cheeseburger, I think that, you know, a lot of people can get that wrong, you know. So um yeah, just a lot of training, man. A lot of training and just getting the guys to really understand what like, cooking. yeah, just what we're about, what we do and like, you know, and, um, but yeah, definitely, definitely the patty. Patty's the most important. Yeah. I love that. And, and before we wrap up, geez,
1: yeah. is there anything um, we've missed that you think we should have added to this podcast? Anything that you want to add to add some value? If you feel we're good, we're good. Yeah, cool. Well, we'll do a part two if there's anything. <laughs> <laughs> any, any yeah. excuse to hang yeah. out with you, G. Edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: so, the, what, one of the. Ask me that question again. Yeah. Like, what, what, what do you like? So
1: is, is there anything that you feel that I could have added to this podcast to add value to, to, to someone that's listening? Mm. Is there something that you've gone through and your experience in hospitality that mm. maybe I've missed that you, you think would be valuable to add? I can't really think of. Yeah. yeah. That's okay, man. Oh. We'll do part two. Yeah, well done. <laughs> um, and one one of the final questions I have is a lot of people. Um, it's it's off the how I built this podcast. Yeah. And the final question you ask is how much of your success do you put to luck and how much to
0: hard work? Hundred percent hard work. Yeah. I don't. I like. I'm I'm a type of guy that doesn't really believe in in luck. I think it's all about how much you put in, how much you, you'll get out of it, and the harder you work. Um, I don't know. The hard, its just—it's just, it's just um, the harder you work, you just there's just more opportunities, more sort of the doors open, man. You yeah. know, and um, and you know whether you want to look at it from that point of view of luck and uh, like I said, I don't really believe in luck, but you know, even if one door closes, another door opens. You know, I think if you're too busy, sometimes you know things don't go your way, and a door closes on you. And you sometimes you're too you're, you're sort of busy looking at that. Closed door, yeah. and you, you you're not sort of. You just got to turn around, and there's, there, there, there'll be another door. You just yeah. got to open it and just keep going. But hard work, man, you know, and Every like time. yeah, the and you know the, the the next generation, the younger guys coming up, um, it's 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 all sort of it all looks easy now, you know, because everything's all presented well. Like I said, the reality of sort of social media, a lot of people forget that it is hard work, Phil. You know, like you know yourself. Um, you've got to put in that sort of that hard work to get results man always always yeah. always no, I love the great
1: and every answer is always different but I think there's no real wrong answer. Everyone has their view at hard work and love. Yeah, that's and right. I love that. Well, gee, it's um. Before we finish up, you know, the, a lot of people asked me when I told them you were coming on the show. They said, "When's he coming back to Penrith?" So,
0: <laughs> the million dollar question. Million
1: dollar question. So, we'd love to have you back in Penrith, but um, until then, thank you so much for
0: your time and, and for your mentorship and and your friendship. Thank you so much. Thank you for creating this platform. It's always good to have a chat, and now hopefully, people can listen to the episode and hopefully they can get something out of it, and you know. Sure, they will. Yeah. Thanks a lot, Jay. I appreciate Thanks, it. Thanks, bro.